change your name from Shang to Shan? That's right people, and welcome back to Films of Amigos. Today we venture back into the MCU as we confront our past with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And joining myself as usual is Sam, Big Dan, and the Amigo himself, Francis Lee. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. you want them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 49 of Films of Amigos. This one's a Marvel film. <laughs> I'm just waiting. You can't see it, but I'm waiting for Fran to try and disrupt this episode. Because just like Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, the Films of Amigos is very much a power struggle for who's going to rule the Empire. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, I kind of looped it back in. Yeah, but in this scenario, I'm both Shang Chi and his dad. And you know who you are? Cliff. That faceless hairy thing. Banking oh. glove. <laughs> yeah, if I had any finger, you're like that pillow with wings. <laughs> can't I can't remember what it was. Morris. 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 Chicken yeah. with a chicken something or Yeah, you look like Morris. Yeah, so... <laughs> you look like A. Morris. If you weren't. Bowen or Spanish. There's never been a Spanish Morris. Or has there? El Morris. <laughs> wow. Strong style. Culture, people. <laughs> so, Shang-Chi, and pronouncing it exactly as they do in the film, because that's a running gag for the trailer. Shang. Shang? Shang. Sean. Sean. Shang-Chi. Legend of the Ten Rings. Legend of the Ten Rings. Marvel DCU. Phase MCU. Three? Four? Four? Oh, Three point five. Phase four. Come on. Well, Dan's been, Dan's been doing his research. Dan, Dan's not watched a single mouthful. I'm going to come hot out of the gates. It wasn't even about them Ten Rings. It was actually Shang-Chi and the legend of the something gate. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> what were it called? What, that portal gate type thing? Yeah. The gate behind the gate. Mm. They had a name. Yeah, what was the name of that village? It was actually Shang-Chi in the name of that village that his mum come uh, from. Yeah. Oh, man. Learner mm. Airfield. Uh, <laughs> previously the Conair. Somebody's going to somebody gonna Google it. I'll have a quick look. You have a Google of that village. But, but my main point is, the actual Ten legend Ring. of the Ten Rings, you never find out. You don't find out where the Ten Rings come from. Yeah, there's no no context as to how, how the... Or exploration as to how... He found him in yeah, the first place. Because it skips over it in the beginning, doesn't it? Because the opening shot is like a nice, like, dissolve into the flag. And then we're straight into battle, Warlord versus the that other group. And then... Uh, it's like a Persian army. Yeah, that's how it starts, isn't it? It's Talo, it's right. the village. Talo. Talo, yeah, that sounds about right. But I'm sure it even says it in the narration. Like, it's not, it's not known how he acquired them, but he just... Gets them and he's got like a box to. Some say they found him in the tomb. Something like that. Oh. Skip straight over Legend, that's my main point. <laughs> <laughs> Saving that for the sequel. Never. Inevitable sequel. What are you hoping it's going to be? Some sort of origin story just for some, some rings? Well, it, it felt very much like the trailer sold it that it was about the rings. Mm. About the rings, his dad's got the rings, he needs to get the rings. Blah, blah, blah. Shot of the dragon on the trailer underwater. I thought that's like uh, just a premonition, dream, some kind of mm. thing. Little would we know. It takes up the form. There would be third. all sorts of dragons later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think that it was, a, it was about the Ten Rings? Because the Ten Rings is what drew the father back. That was the whole like circle back around on the story. No. No, Starts no. off with it him. It was some evil demigod living behind the gate. 
Yeah, because he had the rings. No, the rings were just a, a tool for the demigod to escape. Yeah, but it needed to be to him in order to use them. Yeah, but I feel like he could have just, it. like, in this Marvel world, been like, Thor, come and use your hammer to let me out. Or <laughs> Captain any, Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Or anyone with these crazy powers. <laughs> Even Iron Man, Jesus. So, yeah, just a little grab with title. We can we can move on from it. Little grab with title. It's quite worrying that we're starting there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's wrong with the title. <laughs> no, let's get to the that, film. Yeah, that's what's wrong with the title, but... Should we talk characters? Should we talk... Sean. Sean. And Kea. Yeah. Sean and Kea. Great opening. Oh, Shang-Chi, as it turns yeah. out he's called. He's picked an incognito name of Sean. You know, nobody will ever figure <laughs> out who that guy is. I like that exchange on the plane. I think Kea is good. And also, now I've made a note here. So Kea is played by Nora Luna. Or Lum. Can't tell my own handwriting anymore. But she's also professionally known as Aquafina, which is her rap slash professional name. And if you go on YouTube, a rip on music is pretty decent, actually. Is it? Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. And actually, when you listen to, like, when you watch films, she's kind of got a bit of, like, a, a bit of a gravelly bit of a tour voice every so often. Mm. And she raps in that, like, gravelly voice. Um, pretty good. We should insert, like, an extract. We'll go on Spotify. Can we do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that much about her, I only look this up about an hour ago. If, if Sam's edited in here, then we enjoyed that clip you played just there, Sam. Welcome back, <laughs> people. <laughs> That's right. And if I didn't edit in, check it out on YouTube. Awkwafina. They didn't make use of her. Rapping that did they? No, I'm surprised no. she's not on soundtrack right. like Idris on Fast and Furious. Strange, <laughs> strange omission. You sing some um, Hotel California, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, some, yeah, some, some bad, bad karaoke. Oh. I think the first karaoke hit was funner. Oh, the, yeah. the one where it cuts to the first one where they just, it's the end of the night and they should go home. <laughs> or, <laughs> we could go home. Or, what are you saying, the second one, not so good? Mm, uh, I think, Play I, I think we, can, we can come to Wong and. I've got some opinions about the use of Wong in this film. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to run plot down? Not really, there's so much. <laughs> I'll run it down. So, Shang-Chi is the son of a warlord who owns the Ten Rings and his mother, who comes from a mythical village. Yeah. He... Through a series of circumstances, uh, loses his mum and runs away to start a new life in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Sean, as a valet. Yeah, and he's very much comfortable and happy in his life until his father returns into his life for reasons unknown, which you find out during the film. Dun dun dun! That's the rundown of the plot. Yeah, although it's more of a postcard from his sister. That's not really a postcard from his sister. Is that a blank, that kind of that blank postcard? With, was... Is there an address on it? Yeah, there's That's, an address. Yeah. 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 But it has a dragon, dragon. on it that his mum drew from as a child. Mm. But that was just from his father to Lauren back here, both into the same place. Yeah. Which is weird because the father knows where they are. So did he anyway, need to because... Lauren? Mm. Yeah, the father reveals afterwards he, he knows exactly where the eye has been keeping tabs on them. He could have just like taken them in the middle of the night. Yeah. Right. But instead he goes through this really complex plan to lure them both into the same place. Talking about complex plans and weird things, his henchmen legit sit on the back of the bus and wait for a key moment to approach. <laughs> his henchmen, one of them who has so no they... arm below the elbow because he's got a giant metal slot where he's lost in swords. Machete. Sure. Yeah, so they basically they've all paid a fare. <laughs> no, they, yeah, exactly. From who knows where? Did that be yeah. in that bus like for quite a while? Yeah. yeah, we 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 travel past just like a day pass. Day rider, day, day rider, yeah. yeah. Day rider for six San Fran day rider. Six, you know, yeah. compadres, and then uh, they they head to the back of the bus yeah. and they wait because they know this is the popular line for Sean and Katie to get on after their shift. Um. Because so you're saying that the the dads kind of lured them in together, but actually, it's, it, the dad sent the goons after 
the necklace that he's wearing. Yeah, but the postcard was to lure them together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so he's got that in the back of his mind. But then doesn't the fight on the bus then then kind of make him think, well, shit, I need to look at this. Sean, or Shang-Chi, does, doesn't react to the postcard initially. He should have. That was like the initial plan, weren't it, to get them both together in a nice, easy place. But then... Um, but the epic bus fight. But the epic bus fight. The bus fight is it, good. That reveals his true, like character to Kate and then she's like what who are you and then he's like right let's go back to mine get this postcard we're on a mission she way too easily goes with him to China she's, he's like I'm fine to China save my sister and she's like cool let's talk on the fly <laughs> I'm coming the I mean, bus fight how much are how much are tickets air flight tickets on valley wages well you got you have to do a visa as well you have to do a visa to go to yeah, yeah, but maybe the like dual citizenship, mm-hmm. I don't know. But also as well, I think San Francisco's that the correct coast to be travelling to Asia quickly. So it's probably not a, as big. A, is there a big mm. Chinese population in it's not like San Fran? Or it's yeah. going to Australia. No. Or Japanese population in San Francisco. Yeah. Don't know. Anyway, I don't know. But the you bus fight didn't like the uh, CGI in the bus fight, did you? I didn't think it stood out as I thought the CGI in the first half of the film. Was terrible. Whoa. Because clearly the budget went to the CGI in the second half. No, nah, no, nah, completely. I feel it was. No, nah, I feel it like was. Final third was, with the first two. I thought the choreography on the bus fight was great. Every mm-hmm. fight that was was hand to hand was great, but it's when they started implementing the fantasy element and trying to do the crouching tiger and dragon elements that just didn't quite land as good. I mean, I feel like everybody can fly situations. That, but also the whole, you know, swiping of the feet, then the introduction of, like, CGI leaves or snow and all that other stuff. The elements that... that I don't think that was... Like... I, I won't now, I'm feeling like... You were focusing too much when they were swiping the foot through dust. I mean, they were literally, like, a 500-foot-long dragon. <laughs> oh, no, we've not even got to that bit yet. I'm just saying that the, the fights were good. Like, I like the, um, you know, the, the father coming back and having the exchanges with the... With the woman in the woods, and then I liked, I liked the train fight. I thought that was really, really good introduction to it because it were all hand to hand, etc. Train fight, <laughs> bus fight, oh. bus fight, not train fight. Yeah. I've got Matrix in there. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that was really good. It was, it was later on train when it, it, it Matrix in the trailer today. There's a train fight in there. Is that what you're on about? Yeah. Oh, the new Matrix. Yeah. Can't believe you got that stuck in here. It's not a great trailer. I don't think the teas were better, but anyway. It looks weird, doesn't it? It does look weird. It looks a bit budget. Yeah. It looks a bit like Bad Boys, where the, you know, two good films, then the third one just looks like it's a bit of a cut. Tune in to episode 64 for Matrix 4 review. Year review of The Matrix. (laughs) But anyway, CGI in this, not so good. The physical, practical stuff, awesome. I'm sure a second ago you said CGI were all right on that. But it's like your opinion, your opinion shifted very quickly. First two thirds, good. CGI was, was alright, but it, I think it's the final third where it just... Because you, you, you're saying basically it's the opposite. Yeah, well, I think, like, I'm not saying... I don't I didn't really enjoy the whole last big going CGI at the end. But I don't think the CGI looks bad at the end. I just don't... I just think there's no feeling behind it. Because it's yeah. just... You know, you obviously know it's not real 500-foot dragon. Yeah, like, yeah. another 500-foot dragon. Yeah, that was right. That's a bizarre way of viewing films, because, like, nearly all films are like that. Yeah. Why have they got real 500 foot dragons? <laughs> when you're watching Lord of Rings, you're just like, can't believe my skill, these trolls. <laughs> Yorks are real, at least. <laughs> no, there's like 20 real orcs, they're just mulling, <laughs> copy and paste them fools. No, but bus fight scene, good. Big shout out Music. to the guy. YouTube guy. YouTube guy. Me and Dan laughed out loud straight away. <laughs> they only looked at me like, why are you two laughing? Cliff. But it was so funny, yeah. Cliff was awesome. So funny. <laughs> Yo, should you buy Cliff here? I'm on a bus. <laughs> I'm going to read this martial arts. It, that was so funny. <laughs> I don't know how to fight, but I'm going to break this one down for you. <laughs> Quala. Apparently, as well, I saw a thing saying that rumoured that he appears in another few Marvel films. Like, they bring him in back as like a reoccurring uh-huh. like, little uh, cameo cast. Uh, I quite like They didn't go for the route of that. It's like an actual YouTube film. They didn't go that way. I don't, no, uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Not like Free Guy. Just, just going to give him his own film now. Mm. Yeah. so yeah the whole San Francisco bit generally I think we're agreed it were, it were alright I, I quite enjoyed it I like the music to that bit it was all 
like modern and fitting for the scene, but I like the shift then to a more traditional score towards back end of the film. I, I just, think I just feel okay. like this bit stood out a bit more because it had like the like a thumping soundtrack to that fight, and then it shifts when it goes a bit more classical and myth like mythological and stuff towards the the final third. What I couldn't stand is the whole section in, in the middle where he goes to his sister's secret fight club. Fight club. Hated it. Feel like it's probably in comic books. Feel like it were like, oh, probably just a homage to something in comic books. Hated it. Hated it because I was so hyped from the trailer to see the fact that Wong from Doctor Strange oh, is fighting Abomination. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what situation were they fighting? You know, I thought it was going to be like really sinister. Mm. Where they get thrown into this cage to fight, and actually, through some series of unfortunate circumstances, Wong's being captured, and he's being forced to fight Abomination. He's likely to die, and instead, what you get is Wong and Abomination, and just mates. It's just a cameo. Yeah, it's just it's cameo. Like Thor and and, yeah, and they just, yeah, and they've just come to in a bit of yeah, cash. Thor and, and it was just like, oh, as yeah. a big Marvel fan, that didn't resonate at all with me. I didn't realize that was they were anyone. <laughs> 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 you didn't realize character were. No. Even one. No. Damn. What? That's like the biggest connection. Do you know what I said to Dan at the end of the film? I said to Dan at the end, I said, you know Benedict Wong paid? And he went, oh, I said, Wong? (laughs) (laughs) Same with uh, Ben Kingsley when they get on to him. I didn't realise he had been in other things. But it should have clicked because someone next to us in cinema sort of did a weird little cheer when he appears. I thought, oh, that's a just big British actor fan. Just (laughs) happy happy he's in this. Happy Liverpool's got represented. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't realise he was... Some of the worst... Scouts accents of all time. <laughs> what was he in one of the Iron Man's, did you say? Yeah, he was in Iron Man 3, weren't he? Mm. Iron Man 3, the worst one. And a bit controversial about his character in Iron Man 3, and that the whole point about why they brought him back to make fun of him. Because yeah, fans well, were a bit annoyed that they'd done that old Mandarin character. I'm not really sure the reason for bringing him back. I'm not sure if they were trying to make a point. Yeah, I think I that was that point. They were but were they trying to make mocking. a point that didn't cast an Asian actor as the Mandarin originally. Or they kind of make a point that they changed his character from the comic book. So essentially, he was a bit of a subversion, wasn't he, in Iron Man 3? Yeah. You thought he was the main villain. Mm. And he was kind of um, he was kind of like a Middle Eastern terrorist, wasn't he? He was kind of like very Osama yeah. bin Laden-like. Yeah, in front of the flags. Very topical at that, that time. Mm. Well, of course, the Mandarin is... Essentially, the, the villain we have in this. I think it were a bit of both. I think you were. I think it were a bit of everything. I think it were a bit of like making fun of. Oh yeah, we cast a white British guy as as a Asian villain, so we're making fun of that now. And like, actually, we've got the real guy. And then also, just, oh, no. just yeah, delivering just... like a few punches to the self and to fans and being like, don't worry, the real characters here now. That like. Mm. The fact we messed around with comic books, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Even though the subversion was probably one of the better parts of Yeah, I'm on free. I'm on free. I'm on free. Yeah. Subverting your expectations forgettable is always yeah. a good thing. Mm. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you didn't know Wong were. You definitely weren't going to know who Abomination were, because Abomination were from Ed Norton's Hulk, and Ed Norton <laughs> didn't even play the Hulk anymore. <laughs> I mean, they basically, like, rubbed that film out of existence almost, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Apart from... Yeah, apart from pulling that, pulling Abomination there. Yeah, apart from pulling it. But Abomination's clearly going to be back in a future film because it's that, why why even bother introducing him in Shang-Chi? But it's definitely to bring him back because there's the She-Hulk series. Yeah. And uh, we see Mark Ruffalo as... Uh, as again, another... Link Eric Banner to... again. Yeah. To say, basically, the Hulk's definitely coming back. So I feel like that was the whole point. But I felt like... I feel like the trailer like made things like seem like they were going to be a bit more tension and stuff, and I feel like they just they were at times just too much comedy. Mm. Yeah, well, Abomination is supposed to be a villain that can go head to head with the Hulk. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a scary, you know, villain, and it just turns him into a bit of a yeah, a bit of a joke. Coming book, don't you fear? Yeah. Also, like, love Wong. I think Wong's comedy bits are good. All I can think about is he's getting so paid in. He's yeah. so paid. He's in Shang Chi, and then he's gonna be. Isn't New Spider Man? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's also usually like the straight person as well, isn't he? 
when now they've just turned him into comic relief for this. Again. Yeah, he's like, because even on the Spider Man trailer, yeah, the new Spider Man, he's like, don't do it, don't take risks. Then he disappears. Yeah, yeah he's supposed yeah. to be like the conscience. And he just so. space through that portal to fight him on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what we're saying, that's, that's the link. We have that theory that it is Eventually. him kind of just disappearing off, doing that, and then Doctor Strange and Spider Man are screwing stuff up. I don't know. It's just a very odd thing. And then I saw another thing as well uh, online that people were dissecting each one of those mini cells also had people in from other things and things that were going to come back oh, again. Oh, the fights. That, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, fine, low level, you're going yeah. to the main one. And, I, and I, I love them putting little Easter eggs in and stuff, mm-hmm. but as somebody who's watched all Marvel stuff, I didn't get anything from any of them. Nah. So they, like, they were like, they were really for diehard fans. Yeah, because then what I'm saying is Abomination wasn't just an Easter egg. It's, it's the inclusion was like sufficient enough to say he'll be back in his in some other form. Well, yeah, and it's just that thing, you know, like uh, Wong opens portal and you see like a cell and like a weird like uh, you know Magneto style cell and everything for him to go back into and everything. But I've been saying like Abomination in like the original in that Hulk film and also I guess in comic books and stuff, it's supposed to be like completely lost to the rage and all the stuff that, like, the Hulk kind of controls it, but Abomination's, like, the pure, pure villain, smash everything, kill everything. When this, you were like, ha-ha, I just earned a couple of dollars on the side. I thought, I didn't think this bit was too bad. Um, you'd already got that kind of, like, where's your shirt? And just kind of, like, this is on, so I don't know. But I thought the bit after, so I just got, yeah, the fight against that masked guy in the office. Like that that block where they're just overlooking the other building, they've just got the like kind of LED screen behind them. I thought that was a good exchange, and that's I mean, just before the the dad comes in. It's like that's what it was all for. Who was the person in that mask? Did they ever reveal? Yeah, it gets that? Revealed. No. He dies. I felt like I think they die. Could be she. They should have merged the two right henchmen. I think there's no need to have. They essentially have two right and henchmen, don't they? Yeah. Oh, machete. And, and the mask the mask guy is more interesting. Because you don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the mask guy also... But then that's no literally part of the story. Seems to have not aged at all, either, yeah, because yeah. the mask guy was training him when he was a little kid. That's what mm. I mean. The, the mask guy's actually linked to the story because you see him training and essentially abusing young Shang-Chi. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where's, Where's machete arm guy? That's machete arm guy. just like yeah. some yeah. guy with a bad Romanian accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very hard to pick out what they were going with in terms of like who what kind of country was from and stuff it was very confusing yeah and his sword fist was terrible cgi because he tried to do like a molten effect like as if his blade was super hot mm. and it just it looked awful mm. it looked cheap i think that I was the say. worst bit on the bus by his sword his yeah. sword was the bit that looked bad i think there's a few fights where they start off really good then get marred by cgi again the scaffolding fight which we're going to come on to now. Mm. It's too much CGI. It's just, it takes away from the practical stuff when you just try and touch it up too much. Now we're live recording. Do you want to say which scaffolding fight you benchmark against? Yeah, so we I benchmarked this against the Rush Hour 2 scaffolding fight because it just got added to Netflix and we have to watch it yes. instantly. Yes, <laughs> both Rush Hours, one and two. Yeah, so there's a fight with Jackie Chan the climbing up bamboo scaffolding. All practical. Really kicking people off, stuntmen taking the hits, and it, it's just incredible. Yeah, looks amazing. Obviously, no CGI being Jackie Chan doing all the stunts himself. Yeah, and the great one is like holding onto bamboo and it's bending and it's like you yeah. see it all snapping and stuff. And, like... and then, oh, I mean, did they literally did that? In this yeah, film. They did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where she hangs off and the bamboo is breaking off. Mm. Yeah. Chinese bamboo, very strong. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. That line just like it sticks in your head though. It's like such a classic. Ah, oh, Rush Hour 1 and 2 are great. Yeah. So if you're, if you're disappointed with Shang-Chi, you know, you know where it's at. <laughs> Go revisit that one. Yeah. But then, like, they, they had to put it on, like, this super unbelievably tall skyscraper. So, you know, all the CGI, all the CGI around them because you, you can't really be that high up. So. Mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking about Rush Hour 2. Just that great bit where Jackie Chan's watching that woman through, through that pair of binoculars. And, he, <laughs> and Chris Tucker said, what's she doing? And he's like... She's getting undressed, and he's like, she's getting undressed. <laughs> uh, Jackie Chan's great, and uh, he's so funny. Shout out to Chris Tucker. Then. <laughs> Chris Tucker in Fifth Element. Anyway, Shang-Chi, yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I think that scaffolding fight. It was like, yeah, I don't know, like, they needed 
Katie's character as well to make some jeopardy in that because everybody's so great at balancing and fighting and flipping it's... that they're like, we just need somebody who can't stand on, on bamboo safely because otherwise it'll just be too easy. It was the whole get to the elevator and obviously before that there was like a really dangerous path of going across all the, the scaffolding and then she has to be like, or resorts to being a damsel in distress in order for the character art to work then because she she's the comedy like sidekick almost and then she's established as like going along with him so she needs to be protected but then ultimately she gets the like finale to her bit in that she becomes this master like person with the bow and it was like ah oh, finally she's got there's a purpose she's not just at risk all the time and shang chi's having to come and save her but that particular fight see i liked the beginning part where it's the mask guy against shang chi because the way that it was shot was awesome because you had the light that was the end part I thought it was the beginning. It's because then... Oh, no, because the dad turns up, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he, all the gang, like, just basically rock up into that same room and then they stop, don't they? And then they're like... Then they just all take him away and it's like... That was it. I think the worst bit, apart from the CGI and obviously all covered up by it being at night time and stuff, is just no repercussions and no remorse for all the people that got kicked off. It's just like they're all just cannon fodder. Just all nameless, just like, right, they've all fallen yeah. down into the street. Chanky don't kill them. <laughs> it yeah, does the definitely what the hell but one yeah. bit of film that I did like I thought was a great great bit when uh, Shang-Chi and his dad go to the restaurant to get that's my favourite to uh, the blood debt yeah to seek out the blood debt I thought that would just the cool, way that but... it's shot the, the ring that he fires and it's all off screen and it's all implied and I think that's amazing yeah and also it's not very like marvellous nah, to see to see your dark. hero basically with his dad because his dad looks at him doesn't he and says yeah. like he almost seeks permission from his son to say should I kill him and his son's like yeah go get him I thought it was like oh are these the guys and he was like yeah they killed my mom and then he just goes like hell for leather and it's like yeah that's like full on revenge it's awesome mm. and I like the reveal later on that Shang-Chi when he went on his own blood debt quest did kill the person mm-hmm. as well and then he's he's like figuring that out and coming to terms with the yeah like the weight of it. No, again, not again, not very marvelly. Where it's just like he normally they wouldn't have done it, and that's why they've like gone on the run. But yeah, yeah. I just wish they put that more into his character as we see it from the start, though, because essentially he's like every other Marvel superhero. He's slightly quirky. Well, what, dealing with the regret. Completely naive. All the way through. Where's his like? Yeah, where's his like regret? Where's he was trained from birth. Well, not from birth, from like... <laughs> Straight out of the womb. From my right when he was... <laughs> Punch this one, baby. Like eight. You went, you went off on that first eight, mission eight. at like 14, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, eight, to, eight to 14. Before that. Being trained as like a merciless assassin. And he's had like no repercussions on his like life at all. Like it doesn't affect him at all. He's just like, he's just like really like quirky and has a sense of... He's living a false life though. Completely false life. Yeah, but you don't think some of that would seep through into his personality? Like, he won't maybe be as... I don't know, you know. As friendly, as happy. Yeah, as friendly as... He comes across as really quite naive and... Yeah, just too much of a sense of humour. Mm. Why is he not, like, a bit darker? Why is he not, like... No, oh, man, I've had such, like, a shit life. I don't know. I think it's more... I think it's, you know, like that, that thing about hiding again. Because he's with his friend who's... And they're both being valets and that. And she... Like, basically tapping into a potential, that's the whole, like, criticism come from a family and But I think it's the opposite with him. I think he's, like, lay low, live simple. Trying and, to forget it. Yeah. You do see him, like, you know, just, yeah, he's just dusting around, isn't he? What about throwing every possible opportunity to get Katie to drive? That kind of, like, I hear, I hear the whole thing where we're like, oh, let's try and plant the seed drive. later on. Early on that she's, like, drive through the cool and then later on we can... Give a cars to drive, and we can do a whole drive. The mis- the the mythical bamboo forest thing, we're all just a bit like, you know, how does Earth survive any of this? How does the Earth survive any of these stories? Because like, there's so many world-ending threats <laughs> and villains and stuff. But just on top of this, like that bamboo forest, surprised that I mean, cut down and turned into like cow farm or something <laughs> from McDonald's. Everything else that is hidden behind, like, a wall, some some fantasy gateway or something. I thought that was the home 
thing like the bamboo forest and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like a maze. That that's what they need the pendant get, for, weren't it? Yeah. To reveal the route in. But it never really explains the, but the, the little glade they have that the dad finds. Yeah, and he takes, takes and a lovely little the picnic. There. Yeah. And then the little, where they have their the first waterfall fight. And stuff yeah. Stream, but... It's just that little glade. So that's not part of the village. That's just like a... He stumbles, I almost stumbles upon it and then... Yeah. And then he, he, gets, he keeps getting back there despite the fact he, he pretty much nearly died. Mm. First time he got there. Mm. I mean, you could say could chalk it down to the woman told him how to get back. Although she doesn't at the end of that first meeting. So he, he made it back at least once again. Mm. By accident. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. There's a lot of just kind of glossing over. Then his whole thing, his entire army just gets through at the end. You don't really know. Did, did, did they like... No, they knew the did, time they have a map. the path. Yeah. They have a time in the path, but I mean... But Shang-Chi, and, Shang-Chi got in differently. They got in before that. Yeah. So they get the time in the path, but Shang-Chi and that used the squirrel pillar monster. But the time in the path, like, it lets you assume you can at least get an army through there, not like a... Yeah, because it, it suggests as well when you're watching Shang-Chi and his team, it's like one car equivalent. So yeah, no, because they weren't they weren't using the path. Are they gonna? The time. They were just using. They were using the ripple. Mm. They were like using a ripple in it because the monster has a ripple. Yeah. I just I just didn't like the whole village thing. I just thought it once it got through that, then I'd, I'd switched off. Then I feel like <laughs> we're in a completely different film now. I'm not that fussed. I get, I get it's like steeped in like the mythology and the traditional stories that have come from that part of Asia. Um, big lols, by the way, when they showed that fox wheel tails and somebody in cinema were like, it's nine tails for Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, like that's my note. Yeah, and, I, and it's like, yeah, well, it's clearly Pokemon was inspired by other things. So. Yeah. But like, it, it was just great because I just heard so much cinema go, Mine tails. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I just, I just felt it just felt very cartoony. To, it was just too much fancy, too um, much color. It was just too bright. Yeah, they were like this beautiful bright village with all these lovely it's, creatures it's, where we all live in harmony, and also we have staffs that have power weapons in them. <laughs> We're not going to explain to you why these staffs have got energy in them, but it's something to do with this dragon underwater. But anyway, just about 200 yards that way is a giant stone circle that houses all demonic killing beings. No, we don't post a guard there. We just leave it alone. Yeah, because basically everybody who comes come through that waterfall, so <laughs> we just... <laughs> we just redirect them. We don't want them across the water. That's it. You, you've got this little patch of grass. You can go in there to fight. Um, otherwise, that's it. Chill. It, it or, is, it is always, or go on, you know, a Pokemon Snap tour of just, you know, seeing all the different types, and um, that's that's what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. They Very strange. There was a really weird bit. You didn't really need all the creatures because they didn't really do anything. They didn't do anything. Apart all from the, the apart fire. from the the, I can't remember how to pronounce it. The, li- lion, the, the li- lion dragon. Like, well, I call it lion dragon, but it's like, yeah, it's like a giant lion with like the head of like a. Another creature on it. Yeah, that like choose a dude up at one bit. I tell you what, if one of those guys from the Ten Rings had brought like an assault rifle. Oh, so know, easy. Game over. That'd game, been, yeah. <laughs> that'd have been like a one. They had a pretty fight. decent go with crossbows, didn't they? The crossbows that shot like electric wire. It's like, come on. Come on, Ten Rings. Get with times. They also had um no. they had like another traditional where it's like a hooked sword, I can't remember what they're called. But they had them but again just electrified for some reason. Yeah, so they just shot. Yeah. We saw these non-lethal weapons from this mm. clan of assassins. So strange. I think one thing we didn't mention prison. from the start of the film that gave me a very big sigh was another super secret organisation oh, in a yeah. world that's already had at least two others, Hydra and the so Red you've got Yeah, Hydra, but the great thing about the Ten <laughs> Rings is Ten Rings has at least historically superseded Hydra and the others. <laughs> it's the first. It is the first. It's the first. Do you know if the guy was like a power-hungry megalomaniac when you just become like dictator of China <sighs> yeah wasn't it that like the little montage at the beginning about how he interfered with governments and yeah. stuff but yeah so it shows him at the start like he's obviously some kind of warlord and he's like pillaging cities you know he's going full dynasty warriors on these armies just taking them all out but then at some point he just feels like well I've got more power in the shadows but, is that true? Am, I, am I right in thinking as well one bit he says like I've gone by many names 
doesn't he say he was like one of the Khans, like Genghis Khan, like almost like one of the thing, one of the myths that the people had heard. Yeah. yeah, nothing like that. But I agree with you. It does. It is super into controlling the world, but like somewhere around mid like eighties when he meets his missus, he's like, "I'll just stop now." And she's like, "What have you actually done so far?" And he's like, "I don't know." Bombed a street gang. It, it does breeze over that relationship. Like at one point, did he tell her, "Oh yeah, like killed a lot, a lot of people." I've killed a lot all of people. people. <laughs> but or just injured because nobody seems to actually die. They just I've killed a lot of people, but mainly we just have to watch out for this one gang called like the Iron Gate or Iron <laughs> Fist or something. I can't remember what they've called. They hang out in a, in a underground gambling casino. Yeah. <laughs> Big enemies with them, more powerful than Thanos they are. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what though, he did look super sinister when he was walking in in that suit. I think the suit were a nice little costume mm. touch. It's kind of like a traditional, kind of reminded me of um, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh. A little bit. Oh, so so many Kung Fu Hustle references. I've seen some right good memes from Kung Fu Hustle. Because well, there's a guy who has rings on his arm in Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, there's a yeah. ringmaster in there. Yeah, there's a ringmaster and he fights with rings on his arms. And everybody was like, Do the rings come off? Well, in the same, similar kind of fashion. Well, his arms oh, kind no. of like stretched, don't they, in that film? It's like, Can't no, they're just like. Just they're just like curtain rings, aren't they? Yeah. They're like curtain rings. Metal <laughs> like, curtain rings. They're not like Sonic. Rings. Have you ever seen Kung Fu? Or yeah, like, I just yeah. can't remember. He like pulls down the curtain, doesn't he? And, and gets the things on his arm because he's been hiding his weapon. Oh, nice. Anyway, yes. yes. Well, a better film. <laughs> it's a good film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how also, how does he lose the fight against the mother? Because, because, because the mother has the power of a dragon. Well, there's that magical karate that they know. Which is never explained, apart from they just know this magical variety. Yeah. But that Ten Rings turns out to be power, powerful enough to kill a demigod, essentially. But you can't beat this one woman. Because they redirect energy, Ben. Did you not get the metaphors? Did you not see the fighting styles? Well, did you know when, when Shang-Chi's uh, auntie's teaching him how to fight and he's got his fist clenched? She's like, no, it's not about it's not about how hard you hit. She opens his hands up, it's about how hard you redirect it. And his mum, because when they're fine, if you watch the choreographer, the mum never hits him. She always, like, just turns his shots away. And, like, he, that's what's like he can't do. And I get what you're saying, like, you know, later on, just fight I think machine guns and that later on. But, you know, that whole thing, wasn't it? Or someone in that big, you know, yeah. doing all the intestines and stuff and just destroying everything with a big light ball. Yeah. 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 It's just, you know, he has to learn first that it's about the about the spiritual side of things and then he then he later on just goes back to his dad's style which is like yeah, mash yes. mash the dragon mash the things rings go yeah rings ring blast <laughs> yeah because he basically magnetos the demigod he fires the rings in mm-hmm. and then just sucks them back through the battle organs <laughs> like magneto just like whipping a coin through people yeah I know that weird thing about not souls before. as well weren't there not the before yeah the souls soul feeding soul yeah. creatures are escaping and he still wants to find his wife through the door but he's like hang on a minute let's just let these guys out I need to tear off a few more dragon scales and then eventually she'll be there and we'll get her it's all good I mean I like that though I well, like the whole nature of him being spoken to and there's just that, that element of like drawing him in and I, I like the whole dynamic between Shang-Chi and his dad because both of them were really good um, the step in for the wife, so the woman that's at what is that place that they're at? What's this town? Talo. Talo, that's the one. Um, all of that bit I didn't really enjoy, but I just liked throughout the film the fact that, like, you know, he's he's gonna come to like blows with his dad, but his dad's just you know he's he's there just to try and release and get to his wife, and he's he's disillusioned, like disillusioned and and drawn in by that element. But um, the most disappointing thing is is just the fight itself. I like that story, and that that was like the thread throughout it. But then, when they fought, it was just Black Panther all over again, except for they weren't in suits. They were just chucked around, CGI everywhere, blah blah blah, blah muddle it all together, make some rings shine different colour. Right, okay, that's establishing that it's gone to someone else's arms. Done. The worst bit, however, was the dragon scales coming off. And the soul sucking demons flying across the water, um, but it 
allowed the, the main cast, so when they were fighting, because obviously the second that they grabbed you, they managed to suck your soul out into a little light ball, and then they chuck it back like a basketball to the main <laughs> main demon uh, that eventually escapes. But it, there was a scene where, so the camera's kind of tilted up slightly, looking at a, a fight, a brawl happening in the background, because they all become allies then, don't they, in order to fight the demons. Mm -hmm. But there's a section where you can clearly see in the background, people are dying, the creatures, and everything's getting slashed up and stuff, and then it's allowing the main cast time to turn around and just watch what's happening in the skies. Like, they're completely unaffected by the creatures and, and the fight itself. That, I was like, ah, no, I'm out. Like, eh? Did it come that, that's, that's the like, worst bit of the film. The worst bit that, of the film like is Ben Kingsley. Every, every, <laughs> every single bit of Ben Kingsley's reign is that Mandarin character. Oh, yeah. was I mean, the worst bit. I can't believe I touched that yet. It was so painful later on, like even later on when he was like laid pretending to be dead. I was oh, like, oh, like, oh, oh thank God, he's dead. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm just pretending to be dead. I'm acting. Yeah, I'm acting from Liverpool. <laughs> I think, just going back to the manipulation thing, I thought the problem with that was that you don't know throughout the film what's manipulating him till you essentially get a five minute exposition dump. Oh, like 15 minutes before thing. the film ends like, yeah. this is what's affecting you the thing that's calling your dad is this demon yeah. <laughs> like surprise <laughs> yeah. but then the problem is when a demon escapes it's just a big CGI monster oh yeah but yeah. like throughout the film it's been using this like manipulation it's been using like this psychic manipulation where's like any of that more sinister subversive side of the demon when it escapes but instead what he's saying is that when the demon come through it should have looked like his mum should have killed his dad put the rings on then he should have had to fight. That would have been like a practical way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just having the big sea guy monster. That would have been Only for the time I like the monster is when it got hold of the dragon and it was like ripping the dragon's drawer open and bashed up the dragon. So I was like, oh my god, no, not a dragon. <laughs> I was like, Pacific Rim, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it were very Pacific Rim here. Uh... But I like that. I think that would have been a Pacific Rim is way better film. <laughs> it is. It's a great film. Also, also, they just close the portal by dropping the mountain on it. Oh, yeah, when you turn around, like, yeah, that's just, very so cool. this portal yeah, can be yeah. protected only by dragon scales and rubble. Some small bits of rubble. Yeah. They could have like, collapsed that mountain ages ago. Just, like, just brought yeah. it down. No, why did that portal even exist? <laughs> well, like, I yeah. presume it existed because they couldn't close it. Like, it was just blocked, but it turns out they could close it. <laughs> it just took a bit of rubble. Rock. <laughs> and some rings. Oh, like, they yeah, had that weird myth as well, it. where they showed you. Then you were saying, like, when they do like the whole, just story dump on you, you, they get like this little myth, don't they? And they show it like it's carved into wood, and it's like, oh, these people tried to mm. fight the demon monsters, but then luckily Dragon came and defeated everything. But Dragon can't defeat everything now. It also needs Shang Chi. I hear that that expedition. It's like we were a super advanced civilization, and then they were literally like modern day skyscrapers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they could have come up with anything like. Yeah. A bit more, I don't know. We used to live in a place called Wakanda because <laughs> we can't yes. be asked to come with any new stories. Yeah, it was, it was an odd one. It was an odd one. Yeah, so we're all in agreement. Ben Kingsley. Oh, it was just... You were saying just that in your painful. screening, there were some cheers. So somebody was clearly out. I just heard someone go, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That's all that made me think. Yeah, I didn't quite get it. Yeah. didn't quite get it. But yeah, you just... Mm. You didn't really need another comic relief when you already had comic relief Katie yeah and or what you didn't need is you just didn't need him for you know a third of the film you could have just had him in yeah. five minutes Abomination and uh, Wong had less screen time yeah they must be a more like favourite bunch of characters though than the Mandarin that Got well, they wanted to. They wanted to obviously reset the record on on that character and things, didn't they? And Ben Kingsley were obviously a game for coming and helping Could have with been that. Just done in that that changing room though, where he, he he again gave that exposition and explained, even for those that had not watched Iron Man, like his previous appearances, and then that could have been it. They could have he could have just helped him escape and then that been done. Like, mm. but then he was needed again back in the car to explain that, you know, a pillow creature. Thing was gonna, you know, open up and tell him how to get through, and it was Make like, ah, again, they're just making excuses, and for him to come back and keep providing little bits of info in order for it to progress. But also, like, why did he not like, I don't know, tortured that chicken creature? He clearly doesn't speak English, Cantonese, well, you know. If he can oh, understand English, it, English, yeah. 
It's just, uh, it's just. Uh, I mean, yeah, but it, King it, it, it had dissected it. It had killed it and dissected it and tried to figure out a way of using it to get. Why is it? Why is it just forgotten in this donkey? Like no idea. Who knows? Who knows? Also, there was a crazy amount of info on that village that he'd found on scrolls and stuff. Yeah, there was. <laughs> there was like a there was a lot of like Indiana Jones very old documents that just documents yeah. he could get. So it's very odd. What about post credit scene though? You know they they're explaining to their to their friend to their friends a couple. You know what they've been doing. They're back in San Francisco chilling them. Then oh, you know Paul, right, Wong, Wong turns up to take them out of bar. In next the uh, the uh, trying to think what kind of cocktail they've got. Oh, people have it all the time. It's really shit. Like porn star martina. He just makes one of them, and he's like, you know, I'm back. I'm oh, back. I'm, it. I'm back. Yeah, passes. Yeah, it passes. And then takes him in, and you see Captain Marvel, who's who they're like quickly like. Captain Marvel's still a character. We're definitely still pursuing that series. We need you to definitely still be born to the character, please. And then, like, yeah, and and the Hulk, he's here. His arm's still in a sling from doing snap. I thought that were a nice little character yeah, touch. Yeah, that was good. Nice little design touch. And what, what were it? Oh, they were, they were trying to figure out what the power of the rings was because the legend of the rings had not been explained at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, well. and do you think at some point we'll find out in another film how the rings were created? Yeah, so what they say they're like emitting a signal or something. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. It was sending out. It was like sending out a beacon, weren't it? Yeah. I'm guessing that's either related to the next big villain, Kang the Conqueror. Unless that's in the Eternals. That's the setup, isn't it? The next. Oh, one? it could be in the Eternals. Yeah. Because you've got Loki's bad guy. Is that Kang the Conqueror? Yeah. Yeah, Kang, 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 Kang the Conquerors. Didn't didn't Loki? Having not watched it, didn't it really trivialise the the thingy series in Loki? The, yeah. Just kind of like made a bit of like a joke of them. Yeah. But, then, some... but then I'm just, just thinking because we saw that Eternals trailer and then the Eternals trailer is like all these events are only happening because of the snap. Seems like. Because it generated Seems like that's going to like piss a lot of true people, fans who are like really Mm. Yeah, it's the, the problem with like... time travel it's the, prob- it's the problem with time travel because essentially in Loki they're like you can just use time travel to trump the stones by whipping people at, at key moments and stuff mm. here's a hard one yeah when you start thinking about that way Ben it's like wow shit man you've opened it up now like <laughs> how does this work and how does this fit into this because the whole story in Loki is that this guy is controlling what he believes is the one and only timeline and should be the one and only timeline. And within that timeline, Thanos wins and does the snap and then the Avengers go back and beat him, blah, blah, blah. But he said before all that happened, he was the first person to discover time travel and the different multiverses. And when he did that, he discovered that one of his, one version of him in a different universe was Kang the Conqueror. So to save the whole world, he killed every other version of himself apart from him. That's the story. But then Loki and them lot reopen the multiverses. Therefore, Kang is brought back into existence. I don't know. It, you know, money, Disney, stories. All I know <laughs> is it's worth a watch. It is good. It is good. I like that. It's funny. I think that's definitely more adult humour than mm. the Shang-Chi comedy. Less. Yeah, less slapstick, silly, mm. irrelevant stuff. The comedy wasn't bad in places. We talked about it. YouTube guy, that were like a good hit. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I think Katie throughout was, was awesome. Oh, they knew they knew Katie were they knew Katie were going to be a money spinner because they were like get her in the post credit scene. Yeah. When we go and recruit Shang Chi to become and fight with Doctor Strange, we also needed we also need Katie because well, she's got some pulling power. Yeah, that's why. It, the film because it sets her up as like okay so she's a valet driver so she's she's able to drive so the every single driving thing the bus the car uh, uh, the jeep later on everything that requires it means that it just pushes her character forward and at the end it was like right driving is not going to be enough for her to be recruited so Wong isn't one going to come back and get Shang Chi and Kate just because she can you know drive <laughs> drive stick. so instead it's like right we we'll give her a bow and then she's going to be like the new Hawkeye and she's going to be shit hot. She does that one shot kill and it's like, oh fucking hell, she's shit hot. Take her in. 
She learns, yeah. learns archery in the space of an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've always done archery at fairs and stuff and carnivals and that would have been, you know, I've always been very good at it. So. <laughs> Could hit that like 700 yard shot against that dragon Maybe yeah, yeah well. but she, again, she had like a mythical power bow, didn't she? They, they had some... Not enough to save that general guy, though. No. That's... No. no. She just lets him get, like, snagged up and he's like, just watches him die. Like, I could fire an arrow, or I could just watch him die. Yeah, but you were oh, right. She's, sa- <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> she's saving a shot. Uh, I need to concentrate on the main. You, you forget, he were a complete shot. dick. He were a dick to her. At one point, she was like, I want to fight, and he were like, no. Yeah, he said no, didn't he? Yeah, he said oh, no. So... Yeah, times. but then, then you see see again, and he's like, don't die. Yeah, even then he's degrading to her, and he's, you know, so when he gets to me, I think I'd be like, psych, shame you didn't train me better. <laughs> and then I'd be like, which one we all wrote? I'm going to go and steal all your shit now you're dead. <laughs> I'm going back, I'm going through that waterfall with all this stuff. So, and then you, you didn't stay for the other no, one. No, and what is the second post-credit The first post-credit is... Um, it's the sister, so she's now taken over the original Ten Rings base um, with a lot of spray paint, uh, spray paint and, and made it look just like that underground fight club. And then it ends with her just sat um, with the flag behind her, taking place of the dad. And then so she's just established a new empire. So she's going to be in the baddie, or she's just showing that she's continuing it on. She's still training up. Like the Ten Rings um, mercenaries, uh, everything's just because the, there's a comment further earlier in the film where Shang Chi's explained to somebody that um, he sent his sister to like destroy all his assets and like take down everything. Yeah, he says that. He says that to Kay, doesn't he? He says that she had to stay behind to to do, dissolve the empire. That's yeah. it. But then, in actual fact, she's nah, yeah. she scratched that. That'll be a mini series, won't it? That'll be in like the Hawkeye series or something like that. It's just. Just having that pool of pool of bad guys to pull from yeah. that aren't aren't big enough to be world threats, but are big enough. You know, we can Get use them for like a Punisher series, mm-hmm. or we can use them for a whatever. Mm. Yeah, and then then it ends, and then it's like right, two hours and ten minutes later. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it weren't helped by it was a hot cinema screening for us. It was very oh, warm yeah, in there. Was. Um, yeah, just no, no, it just wasn't the most comfortable of settings. It's time to score it, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's only fair that we've got the biggest Marvel fan in the room. Yeah. Well, I don't know <laughs> if we're saving Dan for the last because he's the biggest fan. He's the biggest I'll, guy. I'll set the tone. I'll Stop set, talking I'll about set. how tall Dan is. I'll get set, it. I'll set a benchmark. Go on. Uh, like the hand-to-hand combat stuff. That was all good. Like I said, when it splits out into that fantasy stuff towards the end bit. Yeah. Lost interest a bit. That's when I start to feel like, oh, uh, there's, there's stuff here that I'm meant to know that I don't know. <laughs> it sort of means but nothing to me. That I should know. You're the MCU specialist. But enjoyable enough, but I'm only gonna go I'm only gonna go six and a half. Do you remember what you gave Black Widow? <laughs> you give that a six? Uh, must have been similar. I can't remember what I gave it exactly, but I would I know, argue... there's, there's less out there fantasy stuff in that one, isn't there? Mm. But then there's lots of stupid stuff like that base at the end. Yeah. I'd argue in places I enjoy Shang-Chi a lot more than Black Widow. Yeah, I've enjoyed that film than Black Widow. Yeah. I thought Black Widow was terrible. Yeah. But you guys still gave it like a six. So. I mean, it's now curious. Yeah, it wasn't that terrible. It wasn't like any of them fuel pictures for us to watch. Maybe we need like a report of what we scored stuff previously, just to be like, oh, the oh it's called it's up. called films with amigos, guys. The fun bit's about talking about them. It's not about going through scores. <laughs> like we're fine to have is it? Because you know, let's just not forget that Ben said that the ending of Cyrus the Virus was a good death scene. He dies pretty. It, it was for for a Nicholas Cage. No, no, you don't get to add context to it now. Because we you're not allowing us to have context to our scores. <laughs> that death is amazing. <laughs> the three deaths. The three deaths. Four. Three, I can't remember. I, I'm giving the three trips that we got from Fireflies from Ben a nine out of ten as well. <laughs> Just before we went in. Mother. Yeah. Yeah, they said to Ben, so we got loads of spare fries, you want some fries? Shipped him a load of fries. Oh, yeah. Shout out to five guys who aren't sponsoring this <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cliff at Five Guys. 
All right, Ben. All right. Give me this though. Give me this. I was going to say this earlier. So I did find the the film entertaining just before I say all the bad stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I I just thought. You've only got like two minutes better. At least six. I thought the film was. um, I thought it was just bloated. And I think it's Disney falling into that thing where the. Where it's like you can't have your cake and eat it as well. Because the film wants to be a grounded action film, but then it wants to be a homage. To the martial hero films like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Hero, but then it also wants to be a film about discovering your heritage, discovering like your history. But then it wants to be a film about mythology and fantasy. It wants to be everything, and it ends up being none of those things because of it. So it's a bit like it's just a bit everywhere in that sense, and then that gives the tonal shifts, and then it gets. Well, I feel like you guys in particular didn't like the final tonal shift towards pure. Like mythology and fantasy. Um, yeah, I I really didn't. I was um, I don't think I was a fan of the action scenes as much as you guys. Um, I thought it was too marred by CGI. But I wasn't I was entertaining. Um, I'd probably even say I was more entertained by this than Black Panther. But then I think that's a very Overrated film. You do, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a score. They're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the music was terrible in this as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. music was just way off. But what to score it? So I think I gave Black Widow for. I think I think Dan. I think I think you're right. Around six point five. It was. It is just a Marvel film. If you go in with any of your expectations. Like, if you're hoping for, like, a kung fu film, it's not. It's just a Marvel film with a sprinkle of kung fu. So, yeah, 6.5 out of 10. It's, it's like... Shut it's like up, the man. we got, we got, like, two <laughs> minutes left. Go for it. You can stop it and restart it. Effort. <laughs> I uh, I agree with all, all your guys' comments. I also scored it a 6.5. I think there's too... It tried to do too much. Maybe it's because there was all that other controversy about been a flop and somebody at Disney not thinking that it would be a success um, but yeah it, it almost tries to do too much as if it wouldn't go any further so it's like right let's let's chuck everything we have at it which meant that things got cut or they weren't given enough attention so for instance like the look and feel of the film too gloss there too washed out in the CGI but then the fight scenes the, the fun element Katie and Shang-Chi, the relationship between those two, and then just that on-screen chemistry. Awesome. I like one coming into it because I like I like everything that I've seen outside of this in the, the wider MCU uh, multiverse stuff. Um, so I like any sort of inclusion of Doctor Strange um, and his story arc. Fight scenes, awesome. When it's the physical, practical stuff. All CGI stuff, weren't a fan of. Especially towards the final... I think that's just completely completely switched off. Um, didn't enjoy that bit. I was kind of just ready for the film to finish. Wouldn't watch again, so 6.5. Very hard to. It's very hard to go off the 6.5 mark now because I, like <laughs> I feel like it's a fair argument. I will give it 6.5. It's the, one of the rare Marvel films where the long run time annoyed me. And I feel like that's because there was too much fluff at times, too much Ben Kingsley, just a little bit too much. Also, again, this is biased because of the situation where the cinema was quite hot and sweaty, much like the room we're sat in now, <laughs> which is immensely hot. A lot of uh, ambient noise as well. Oh, from the back left. Yeah, I've forgotten, yeah. forgotten that yeah, element of the complete... cinema going. Moron teenagers making some stupid noises. They were about to get Shang-Chi in the 10 ring game first. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think 6.5. I don't disagree with any of your comments. I think it's all, I think it's all fairly valid. Favourite scene? Favourite scene? Blood Debt. Yeah, Blood Debt. I thought that Blood Debt was good. I felt like that was so dark, good. and I felt like, you know, that had, like, just a thing, just a... Just a a different twist to what they've done in a lot of Marvel films, a lot of character development. I think it probably is a thing to say. Why is he so 
happy go lucky when his childhood was so dark. I tell you what, it was also really training cool montage as well. Yes, training mm-hmm. montage when he's getting whipped and having yeah. to punch. That was good, it. but what about Kill Bill straight into Blood Debt? Love that whole, just that whole segment of the film. What do you mean the bit where his mum? Yeah, but you don't see the fight. You see the exp- the the emotion through the kid. His mum killed so many people. Yeah, <laughs> but then she dies, and then it's like the emotional weight of that. But then the dad taking revenge and thinking, right, the rings have got to come back out. Let's fuck these guys up. And that was just so. Why didn't bad. they wait there for the dad? Also, as well, the dad just went out to the shops. To pick yeah, but they just wanted the blood. They just wanted it. They, they cause him more. Yeah, pain. but they could have just waited there. Nah. Quick Wait couple of thoughts. We got fifty seconds left. <laughs> his mum, his mum had superpowers. Didn't have superpowers, but she still killed like twenty dudes just with bare hands. She was a badass. Uh, also, some. Why would she kill twenty people? It was completely against the nature of his character. She was Pretending not the kid. Yeah, well, in other, in other but she'd already like agreed. She already agreed. I'm the one you're gonna kill, but before you kill me, I'm gonna take all you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. She so that maybe bumps up to seven. No, no, no. Quick, quick wrap up. Six point five. Uh, next episode coming up is Dead Zone. Oh, yeah, Dead Zone. I believe it is picked by Ben Wilkinson, who's joining us, guest from before. We'll catch you very shortly, but we're going to run out of time. So keep an eye for the episode and see you later. Adios. See you next time.